0: 65 The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Everyday is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round.
1: What's up everyone? Welcome to the latest edition of Hot Takes and Pancakes. I am your host Dan Turner. Joining me today two of the 3 Jays, Jeff and Jason. What's up
0: guys? What's going on, Dan? Hey, Happy there. to be here.
1: <laughs> so, you know, uh draft cutdowns happen everyone pretty much has their 53 main rosters uh set, you know a couple moves here and there but for the, for the majority of the teams all the uh major moves have been done with so it'll be fun to see how the, the teams go uh going into the season so for the first hot take of the day we'll start with jason
0: oh actually i wanted to go let's go to jeff all right i, wa- jeff I want to play off someone right now all
2: right jeff i'm going all right so uh A lot of people want to talk about Damian Pierce because there's all this news, of course, about Marlon Mack being released and Damian Pierce is the top back now in Houston. I am going to say right now, put it on record, that he finishes as the top rookie running back, besting Brees Hall, James Cook, Rashad White, Ken Walker, Brian Robinson, you name it. He's the top rookie running back this year. Oh, you, know to play
1: to the crowd. you know how to play to the crowd, Jeff.
0: <laughs> so he's going to outscore someone that just got shot in the leg? Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment.
2: <laughs> hey, now, keep in mind, they're saying that he might be back like late September, even early October, believe it or not. That's crazy to
0: me. Uh, yeah, I don't have any problem with that. Actually, on the uh, AFC East Gambling with Gold yesterday, episode 98, if you want to check that out on Spotify, nice little plug there. Yeah. Uh, I bet Brees Hall under 800.5 rushing yards this season. I'm very low on Brees Hall. I think that the second half of the season will be more productive than the first half of the season. So, I think that Pierce's I mean, Dan's been on it since, I don't know, March, February? February Dan, 22nd. Yeah. February 22nd. Was, was the first <laughs> time I ever to, tweeted
1: about Damian Pierce.
0: Kept some receipts on that one. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, so – you know, Dan's been all over it. I know that Steph joined him after they went down to uh, Alabama. So uh, I have no problem with it. He's going to have the most opportunity out of any of the running backs that are uh, rookie. So no reason not to fade him
2: right now. And he looks good, too. I mean, it, it's not just uh, it's not just open holes. He's making holes. He is, uh, you know, making cutbacks and such and, and gaining extra yards. And, uh, you know, it's sort of a small sample size so far. But what I've I've liked what I've seen. And if he's going to get the opportunity and the volume, then all he needs roughly is like 200 and between 200 and 220 carries, maybe seven touchdowns or so around there, uh, a thousand yards. I don't really think there's going to be that much of a, of a, of a huge type of uh, uh, outlook here for rookie running backs this year. But I do think that Pierce is going to be leading the way.
0: Who do you, who would you have second? Behind him, who do you think is going to be chasing him down?
2: It honestly, I think it kind of depends on what James Cook does in Buffalo because I I think he could be someone. A dark horse that I have would be Zamir White uh, out of out of uh, Las Vegas, especially if you know he is the hot hand and he shows that Josh Jacobs isn't quite the 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 youngster that he is and and can can do everything. So um, I like I like Zamir White, but I would say if I had to guess right now, James cook, just because I think Buffalo is going to unleash him.
0: I don't hate that either. Uh, my concern with cook is just that he's in a three man backfield right now. And I don't know when he's going to become the number two. I doubt he's going to become the number one. It's not really his style of back, but you know, if you told me that James cook was going to catch 60 passes this year, it would not shock me at all. I think he has that sort of upside.
2: Yeah. And if he does that, he's top 20 for sure. So in, in PPR at least, but, uh, I still got Pierce leading the way. I like love it. it. Love it. <laughs> Pierce is going to be
1: a running back one this year.
0: All right. So I – okay. <laughs> one, RB1, love that call. Secondly, <laughs> if I'm going next, I have a little game to play with you guys. Okay. I love games. I want to play hot take roulette. So I, think, I oh. the, so I want the two of you to pick a team, and I'll come up with a hot take on the spot. Ooh.
1: All right. Okay. I, all right. Sounds good. Uh, so we each pick one team.
0: Yeah. So Dan, why don't you give me a team first? The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> it's a layup. <laughs> so, I mean, so the, I mean, the bet is easy, like under 10 and a half wins and then to finish second in the division. Eagles Philly or uh, Eagles finish first Dallas finished second. Exact is like plus 300 at DraftKings. I love that specifically. Hot take though. I mean, we've done the Tony Pollard Zeke thing. We've done the Jalen Tolbert. All right, thing. so let me let
1: me let me, not, let me not do Dallas. We, we've been talking about the NFCs. Let's do the Houston Texans.
0: Okay, I actually like that one. The guy All that right. they just signed, the guy that they just signed today, will be a top fifty fantasy wide receiver, Tyler
2: Johnson. I love the Tyler Johnson love. That's interesting. But you got you got Brandon Cooks right, and you also have yes. Nico Collins there.
0: Brandon Cooks will be traded this season before the trade deadline.
2: Good there Lord. is no that's, reason. That's a hotter take right there. Good Lord, okay, well, I just, I, just,
0: I just stumbled <laughs> into it. Actually, I actually do believe that one a lot because there's no reason for the Houston Texans to have Brandon Cooks on the roster once you get further into the season. The reason that they want him there is so that they can see what they have out of Davis Mills. But there's a point where there's basically no return. And Cooks, he's not old yet. He seemingly is always still just 26 years old, despite having played 11 years in the NFL or whatever it is at this point. But, you know, if they can get a second-round pick for him or a third-round pick for him when we get into the season, if some wide receiver goes down, I don't see why they wouldn't capitalize on that opportunity, especially now that they have – look, they have Mechie coming back next year that will probably fill into the Brandon Cooks role. Now you have two legitimate wide receivers on the outside with Tyler Johnson and Nico Collins. Uh, I think that those two combined, you can probably still figure out what you have in Davis Mills. So, uh, yeah, I think the Brandon of Cooks will probably get dealt uh, before. I think the trade deadline is now like week seven, something like that. So I think that's probably when about when uh, Cooks will get dealt.
2: Interesting. All right. Here's a team for you, Jason. Take a sip. Relax. Take a breath. I the wish Seattle it was a Seahawks. It's
0: just Seattle uh,
2: Seahawks. There we go.
0: The Seattle Seahawks – oh, actually, I've already made this point, but the Seattle Seahawks, this is the last year that Pete Carroll will be the head coach, and the last year that GM John Snyder will be there. I think they end up with the worst record in the NFL this season. I don't know how hot that is, but I would bet. It. I think they're <laughs> – I, I think they're like third on the list right now uh, behind the Texans and uh, the Bears. So I would. I would have them with the worst record in the NFL. Tough division, no quarterback to speak of. You can't give me Drew Locker or Geno Smith. That's definitely the worst quarterback situation in the NFL. Completely rebuilding the roster. Defense complete overhaul. Offensive line, despite the fact that Charles Cross has looked okay, is trash. They already have issues with running back with their health. Like, they're – and, you know, is DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett really going to give a shit when we get into the season they start 0-7? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, worst record in the NFL, CLCI. There you
1: go. That's awesome. So, a little bit of uh, breaking news, not something, just something for me the Eagles. And Jalen Rager got traded just now to the, Min- to the Minnesota Vikings for a 2023 I... seventh and a 2024 fourth round pick.
2: Wow. So The, Viking, the Vikings are going to have Justin Jefferson and Rager. And Jalen yeah. Rager.
1: <laughs> I, love that. I love the pettiness. They sent J.J. Arcega Whiteside to go play with DK Metcalf and Jalen Rager to go play with Justin Jefferson.
2: It's, okay, it's only so- his draft nemesis.
0: Right. So why don't so Dan? Why don't you take like two minutes and break down the trade from both sides so that we can post this later.
1: <laughs> All right. So for the Vikings side, it's it's more uh, receiver depth. I mean, they obviously have uh, a great tree of receivers with uh, Thalen Jefferson and Osborne, but uh, behind that, it's really uh, not that deep. I think they only kept five raw receivers on their final roster for their fifty three. So to get them for basically a seventh and then and then a fourth in two years is is a cheap way to see if he still has anything going for him he's only 23 years old he is a former first round pick. he just he really just needed to change the scenery he was never going to do it uh in philly uh so i think that with the new offense that minnesota is operating in i think that's a really good fit for him uh and for the eagles you know it's just really getting anything for him was was a win i think getting a, a seventh and a fourth uh was a little bit more than even i expected to get from i expected just a conditional seventh to be honest uh, and getting you know his his guaranteed salary off the books well not major it's still a little bit more help uh, coming up for next year when we're going to need to uh, resign a couple of players so I think it's really a win-win for both I think Rager needed the change of scenery and the Eagles wanted the cap space and, and the roster spot which they can now uh, use for you know someone that might want to sign uh, in free agency
0: Howie doesn't stop dealing uh, I guess my question is who. Who do you think ends up as the third receiver on the Vikings at this point? Do you think it's Osborne who still has the number three role or do you think that Rager's going to bump him out at some point?
1: No, I think it's still Osborne. I think Osborne has gotten such glowing reviews in Cam from every all the coaching staff and all the sources have I seen. He's, uh, you know, I think that you know, with, uh, with Adam Zaylen coming to the end of his career, I think Osborne eventually you know, gets elevated to that number two role. Maybe not this year, but probably in the near future. And you know, maybe Rager doesn't really – warrant anything with the Vikings but if he turns it to maybe even a solid number three for them uh, for the future then that that'd be a a win for them but I I think for this year at least it's still gonna be Jefferson Thalen and Osborne uh, with Rager coming in as, as the number four while he learns the offense got
2: it how many times have we seen like a bust receiver like first round maybe even second round just not work out with his first team trades gets traded to a different team and does work out we, we just don't see that too often. I, I'm If I'm Minnesota fans, I'd be kind of a little bit upset about this, giving up a fourth-round pick. The seventh is like pfft, whatever. But a fourth, I mean, that's that's got some value there. I don't, I don't know if, if that's worth a fourth-round pick. I mean, what receivers have, have have done anything that were busts in their first go-round? Anyone? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really think of one.
0: Yeah, could, it, took like, quarter, it took Cordell Patterson. Uh, like eight years, <laughs> years to figure it out. Yeah. So
2: no, yeah, but I, at least I, he was a he's a special teams player and he was on teams and was participating yeah. and doing something. But um,
0: I mean, Rager yeah. isn't quite as bad as guys like like uh, Corey Coleman you're thinking of, right? Like, it's not quite that bad. He did yeah. put up some stats. Nikhil Harry. Like, yeah, right? but like John Ross, I would say. Rager's oh, better than all of those guys, and I hate Rager, but he's he's produced more. <laughs> he's he's produced more than all of those guys.
2: Well, maybe maybe Kevin O'Connell has something that uh, he sees in him for some reason, but I don't know. I I would be a little bit unhappy with this decision if I were a Minnesota fan.
0: I mean, Rager's whole thing—the biggest issue: one, he's in Philly with the most ruthless fans ever. Two, <laughs> when. You know, the, 20, the 2020 draft happens and the Vikings are laughing that the Eagles passed on Justin Jefferson. Like, that video didn't do him any help. And then the third is, like, you get drafted one pick before, you know, probably the best or second-best wide receiver in the NFL. It's so hard. But I wouldn't say that Rager is as big a bust as some of the other guys that we're talking about here. Like, I still think that he could have a legitimate future. But I do think he's probably the wide receiver for Minnesota.
2: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I still like Osborne. Yeah. So a little update. It's
1: a conditional fourth. It turns into a fifth if certain statistical benchmarks aren't met. So it's probably a fifth and a seventh instead of a fourth. And We're just still more I like than Dan. I, I like Dan's
0: like, ah, he's definitely not going to do anything there. Fuck
1: him. He's not. No, no, he's not. He sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's the worst part about it is that the coaching staff is the people that want it. Rager, the scouting staff of the Eagles actually prefer Jefferson over Rager, but because mm-hmm. – uh, Roseman wanted Doug Peterson to be happy. He chose Rager over Jefferson. That's the that's the the, the rumor mill in, in Philly. So the the scouting department is probably throwing their hands up right now. Like, why didn't you just listen to us and pick Jefferson? But yeah, so uh it's my turn, right, for a for a hot take now,
0: right? Yeah, you, you,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> After my news. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Unless that was your hot take.
1: Yeah. What the hot take? That Daniel Rager won't matter at all? No, that's not whatever. A hot take. That's a freezing cult. No, but
2: take. go ahead. No, that was breaking news. No,
1: go ahead. That was ahead. breaking news. Uh, okay. So for my hot take, I'm going to go a little outside the 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 norm here with a team I don't really talk about. Uh, I'm going to go actually to the, the Houston Texans. And wow. I think that uh, the the new starting tight end Faro Faro Brown will be a top 20 tight end this season.
0: Yeah. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Go Ducks.
1: <laughs> I, I think that, uh, you know, he won the job over, over Brevin Jordan, who Brevin Jordan was everyone's like favorite going to the camp for a, for a tight end. And I think for, for leagues where you, where you wait on tight ends, I think that Pharaoh Brown could be a really good pickup, especially if Jason's uh, prediction comes true when they trade uh, Brandon cooks. Uh, I think that, the wide receiver depth, even with Tyler Johnson, isn't isn't that deep. It's pretty much, you know, Cooks, Collins, and then Johnson at this point, because uh, Mechie isn't isn't ready or won't be this year. Uh so I think that no one really cares about Philip Dorsett. So I think that uh I think that Farrell Brown will be uh top twenty tight end this year.
2: Oh, wow, that is hot. That's super hot, especially with uh we've talked about the Texans twice now, not three times now with our with our yeah. takes. So um shoot i don't know i I honestly don't know too much about pharaoh brown other than he was just kind of like the 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 guy behind the scenes never really had a chance to develop but it seems like now he's he's uh kind of making a name for himself and uh is is starting to become perhaps that guy that they lean on at that position so that also says something about brevin jordan too Mm -hmm. but um I don't know. I, top twenty. I mean, that would be that would be a, a out of nowhere hidden gem, but um, not sure if I'm ready to go with that. But I I like the vigor there, Dan. I do. <laughs> I like the mustard yeah. on that hot dog there, buddy. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah.
0: so, so a little a little background on on Pharoah Brown. Uh, so he was probably Marcus Mariota's favorite target during his Heisman season. He got injured in a game at Utah. He had to stay in Salt Lake for a couple weeks, like a horrible leg injury, missed the national championship game, missed like the entire playoffs, uh, missed I think a year and a half of football after that, maybe two, came oh. back, played like a six-year season at Oregon, didn't do much. I think He was undrafted. But it's taken him like four years to get over this leg injury, and then he started making progress. He made it onto the Texans. So maybe at this point – he was projected to be like a second-round pick at one point uh, during that senior or his last year with Mariota, So I'm not surprised to see him succeed, but he, he definitely has a history of injuries. No doubt about that. There you go.
2: All right.
1: My turn hey, Jeff, back to you. Yes. For your number two. Hot
2: take. Uh, this is something that we've talked about a little bit here on the show. We've talked about Brady. We talked about the Buccaneers and, and how Brady is going to be disappointing this year. Um, I'm going to lean and say that the, I mean, I'm not ready to say that the Buccaneers aren't going to win their division, but I don't think they're going to win any more than, than 10 games. I, I think they, they finish with less than 11 wins and I'm, I'm looking at their schedule. They are favored by in every game, except for one at San Francisco where it's a pick em. but, uh, they're, they've got seven games where they're favored by three, three points or less. So there's going to be some close games there. Plus, they start off with a, with a tough battle. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at their schedule at Dallas, at New Orleans, then they play the Packers, then the Chiefs. It's not until week five where they have their first game where, that's over a three-point spread, and that's against the Falcons. So uh, Buccaneers, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit of uh, uncertainty there, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking that they're not going to be as good as people think.
0: I've been on this bandwagon since the start. I love that. I love the luster those on that hot dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
1: agree. I think that actually Carolina wins the division. I think Baker there's takes them. I think Baker a takes take. And they win the entire division outright.
2: Whoa. Holy that's what shit. I think that means. All right. What's Did the you... scenario here, Dan? You
0: just turned into Joey for a second just a
2: nuclear. <laughs> wow. I mean, as a Panthers fan, I think that's wonderful. That's great. I'd love to hear your uh, uh, in-depth understanding of – and you said Baker. So Baker is pretty much the uh, the X factor there. Is that yeah. what you're saying?
1: I think that Baker, you know, Baker I think sometimes got uh, a bad rapping on Cleveland, but people seem to forget he did take Cleveland to the playoffs for the first time in like 100 years. So it's not like he can't play quarterback and i think the fact that he's so much of an upgrade over sam darnold is gonna he's gonna take him there and it, you know the people forget that the panthers really do have a really good offensive team around baker they have you know dj moore and robbie anderson terrorist marshall and they just signed Chanel, which apparently is the best move in the history of fantasy football which i just don't understand <laughs> but whatever <laughs> you know they have christian mccaffrey uh who hopefully stays healthy this year uh they have some depth behind him with with foreman and so uh, I think their defense is doing pretty well. I think that, you know, they have, their secondary is good. I think Brian Burns is a really good uh, player off the edge. I just think that with the the injuries to the Buccaneers offensive line, the fact that Brady retired and came back and doesn't really look like he cares about playing football that much. Uh, and and, and the, all the rest of the injuries that the Buccaneers have, and I mean the Falcons are going to win the division because they're the Falcons. Uh, uh, and the Saints just feel like training away their best players to the Eagles every five days. So, hey. Uh, so I just think that I think that it's really a two-team race between the the Panthers and the, the Buccaneers, and if McCaffrey can stay healthy, I think that's the X factor. I think that uh, he you know puts them over the top, and Baker does enough to to be able to win that division.
2: There you
1: no
0: go. No love for the Saints. What? No, no love, love for the Saints.
1: Saints. No. Like, <laughs> no. I need the Saints to lose as much as possible so we can get that number one overall pick next year. So I'll be rooting for the Saints to lose every single
2: game. A little biased. A little biased well, only, there. I,
1: I'm not saying I'm not biased. I mean, I, I'm not gonna
2: pick them. I kind of like your take there with Carolina. If if this has turned into a Carolina take, that's fine. I, I I think that DJ Moore is also going to see an uptick in production, especially with Baker Mayfield. I think he jumps off that uh that that four touchdown cliff and maybe gets six or eight touchdowns or so. So um I I think he's a factor as well but getting back to the Saints too I I don't know I I'm kind of with you I'm a little bit I am on the fence with the Saints I just don't know what we're going to see from them how good is Jameis Winston going to be we kind of know who he is and he's good but he's not great um they have a new coach questions with uh, Alvin Kamara of course even Kamara last year as healthy wasn't that great without a, a Drew Brees offense so Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit iffy. They they lost, uh, what is it was their, their left tackle and free agency to the dolphins, right? Teron Armstead. Yeah. 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 That's a, I mean, that's a big move there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not ready to say that the saints are going to be the, 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 the team that's next in the division next to Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know. I, but I, I can see a scenario where they're at least doing something in a bad division, and therefore it's possible if one win happens versus another. But I don't know. I, I don't see them running away with anything. All
0: right. <laughs> I'm trying to say, I, I cannot imagine the Carolina Panthers winning the division this year. One, I don't trust Matt Rule. And two, I don't tr- trust their depth. I think the depth is a huge issue for them. I mean, they've hit on some draft picks, but they haven't had enough draft picks. Like It's pretty barren when you get to, like, 30 through 53 on a team. So if they get injuries early, I think it could be a big issue for them. But I do like their defense. They proved at the beginning of last year, at least, that this defense could be really elite. Uh, obviously, think that Baker can do some good things. I'm still not sure about that offensive line. They definitely have the playmaker. So I could see the case for them winning, like, nine games, but I don't think that they could win the division. Um, the Saints – I think the Saints upside is much higher. Look, I don't love Winston, but I do like their playmakers a lot. The offensive line should still be okay, even though they lost their left tackle. And that defense could be one of the best units in football. So um, Dennis Allen, I don't know. He was terrible on the Raiders, but he's been under – he's been he's been under Sean Payton for a while. Maybe he picked up some things. I don't – I really don't know. Um as much as down as I am on the Buccaneers, I don't know if I could see anyone else winning that division. I hope so because I have big bets on the Buccaneers unders. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could see
2: anyone else winning the division. Interesting take there. All right. We, I think we kind of got like three takes out of that one. Yeah, um, I believe, I believe we like, did. Who's
1: up? I think Jason's Jason, up, you're up. Wrap it
2: up. Roulette again. Hit Roulette me.
1: again. Okay. Giants. Chargers.
0: Ooh, okay. So let's start off with the Giants here. Kadarius Tony will be a top 20 wide receiver this year. Uh, I I know that he's got some injury stuff going on, but I think that Dayball is going to be able to unlock everything that he has. I don't like Sterling Shepard. I don't think that Kenny Galladay is going to make it through the season there. Their tight end situation is trash. Saquon's injured all the time. I, I think that Tony could be an absolute monster this season. Him and Wandale Robinson, but I prefer – Tony, I think he lined line up inside, outside. So give me him as a top 20 wide receiver this season. Uh, Chargers, has anyone made the Joshua Palmer take? Because Joshua Palmer also – oh, okay, here we go. I don't think that Mike Williams makes it through the season. I have him under 1,000.5 receiving yards. I think that Joshua Palmer comes in, takes over his entire target share, and ends up as a top 30 wide receiver wow. in fantasy this season. I am all in on the Josh Palmer train. There's no reason not to like him, especially given the injury history between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and the fact that there's no fourth wide receiver there. I think that absolutely Joshua Palmer can come in and have a monster season.
2: That's an interesting take. Um Spicy. especially Mike Williams too, because he's had like what one fairly decent, good season and the others. Yeah, last year kinda, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the others were kind of well, he was hurt or he wasn't quite, you know, uh, Reaching his potential, should we say, should we say, and then until he finally got it last year, maybe he picks up where he left off. But there's there yeah, there's a little bit of interest there with his injury history.
0: Can I can I do a cross sport
2: comparison yeah, here?
0: <laughs> I, I think that Mike Williams is the poor man's version of Anthony Davis because he get every time he falls to the ground he gets up. And he acts like his ass is broken. His shoulder hurts. <laughs> he walks to the sideline, and you never know if he's coming in or not. Sometimes he comes back in, and he's completely fine. Other times he's out for the game and out for a couple of weeks. Can never trust what Mike Williams is going to do on the field. When he's there, he's absolutely elite, but can't trust him.
2: Yep. No, you're right. Yeah, he's the, he's the kind of guy where you're going to see on Thursday he's questionable. Oh, uh, he didn't practice Wednesday or Tuesday what what's going to happen and then maybe he He catches
0: 137 and two and then he's he's healthy all week and then he plays five snaps and he's out for the entire fucking game
2: (laughs) (laughs) there you go that does sound about right interesting when he's hot i mean when he's on he's he's obviously on but you know he's gotta be he's gotta be on the field to, to play and and of course produce points
1: absolutely I think that'll do it for this episode of uh, Hot Takes and Pancakes. We have some nuclear takes. Everyone seemed to really enjoy the fact that I said Caroline was going to win the division.
0: I
2: loved Jeff,
1: it. Hope that made Jeff happy as a Carolina <laughs> Panthers fan. <laughs>
2: woo Hey, I got my my Carolina, well, Tar Heel hat on right There now. we go, yeah. We, de- we
1: de- debuted Take Roulette with Jason, so that's that's always good. I'll, I really like that, that idea. Spur of the moment, that's a good one. We'll probably put bring that back in the future episodes. So We, uh, need, we if- need
2: like a Wheel of Fortune uh, wheel. That would,
0: you know what? I love that idea. We All
1: need- right,
2: do that next All time.
1: Right. They someone just throw a wheel, and then we just talk about whatever team lands and a
2: position or something. A team in mm-hmm. a position have like okay. two wheels going there. <laughs> talk anyway. about
1: the uh, the Browns punter situation. Go.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have to we'll have to uh, tweak that a little. Yeah.
1: Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, so, Jason, you want to let everyone know what, what's on the docket for a uh, champions round?
0: Yep. Uh, so we have daily dozen every day. Starting next – well, actually, tomorrow we're going to have college football. Saturday we'll have college football. Next week, obviously, Thursday, NFL. It's going to be absolutely amazing. We have some great giveaways coming for our seven stakes contest for NFL Week 1, which should be up on the app today. Stay tuned for that. It may have something to do with the Rams and Bills game. We're also going to have a social giveaway, which also may have to do with the Rams and Bills game. If anyone followed us last year, you know we are the kings of the giveaways. We are going to have so many sick things to give away this season. So I got Daily Dozen, I got Seven Stakes, and also we have Sunday's Best, which should be on the app in the next couple of days, which is our new fantasy game mode. It's a one-week contest, paid or free, and all you have to do in snake format is draft one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end every week. Call it Sunday's Best. Hopefully you guys enjoy that little game mode that we have coming for you. It'll be fun. And I think, that is, uh, I think that's all I got right now.
1: Yeah, I that's it. Thank you. Redraft drafts are winding down, but still check out my uh, fancy guide. If you have some last minute uh, home league drafts to uh, to do, and uh, I think that would be it for today. So we'll be back.
0: Last minute, last minute home league drafts. I still have seven more. My first one was yesterday. My leagues well, stink.
1: You're in like sixty thousand leagues.
0: No, I'm so only in four. I'm only in fourteen this year.
1: Only four. Only fourteen. Only 14. I remember looking back when in like 20, 20, uh, 2009 – when I had like four leagues and thought that was a lot. If only that guy knew what a degenerate I'd become when it comes to fancy <laughs> Leagues and my 20 plus leagues now. So, wow. I just joined a league with Jeff actually. Just, yep, this that's morning. right.
2: We, <laughs> so. we are. We In fact, we're drafting now. If we're someone will draft, I'm probably on
1: the clock, I'm fourth. So, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta end this broadcast and go draft. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys later.
0: Have a good one.